The following podcast, we'll call it Riffing with Will Durst, originally aired May 18th, 2018 on the Radical Songbook on KPOV, 88.9 FM High Desert Community Radio in Bend, Oregon. The Radical Songbook is hosted by Michael Funky. It is a two-hour show highlighting the role that music plays in social justice and protest, and it airs Fridays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. Hi, this is Elise Bryant, and you're tuned in to The Radical Songbook on 88.9 KPOV High Desert Community Radio. Will Durst. Will, Uh, welcome back to KPOV. Mr. Funky, it's great to be here, sir. Yeah, thanks so much, man. And thanks for doing this again. This is the fourth time, I think, that you... Uh, Every two years, like clockwork. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's great. Me and Bend. Huh? Me and the 541. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 541, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, anyway, thanks a lot. We really do appreciate it here at KPOV. You have a new show called Durst Case Scenario. Midterm Madness. Midterm Madness. So That's to um, differentiate this show from last year's show. Because so, I was I was all set, you know, after Hillary was reelected or elected, <laughs> yeah. I was all set to go back to my baby boomer show, you know, boomer raging, boomer raging, which yeah. you did here in twenty fourteen, I believe, which was just, you know, I, I still talk to people about that show. People who will talk to me tell me about the show, you know. One person said that her that she laughed so hard that her face hurt after the show walking going home <laughs> so and truly that's a brilliant show all your shows are brilliant well that, that 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 show was mostly uh as a response to because i started in 2013 because nobody wanted to hear it. the the campaign of 2012 was so horrible and long that the year after nobody wanted to hear about politics so i wrote this show about being a baby boomer because uh, I will always be a baby boomer, and if I get the right crowd, I can do the same show over and over and over, Right, and it'll always seem fresh to them. But then I figured that's what was going to happen in 2017, after Hillary was elected, and this horrible campaign that nobody would want to hear about politics. But no, people... People needed, uh, you know, it's almost like a community. People are are seeking each other, like-minded people, you know, I get people coming up after the show saying thank you. I never got thank you before. I got nice set, funny stuff, but never thank you. You know, it's yeah. I'm yeah. half therapist up there. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. As uh, a singer, John Craigie has has noted that songwriters, uh, among other people, and satirists as well, are more creative and inspired when Republicans are in charge than when Democrats are in charge. And certainly, Trump has unleashed. Unleashed. <laughs> unleashed. <laughs> Yes. Lots of new music. Let me it, some is, really great. Uh, is let's slip the music. dogs of war yeah, is what he's yeah. done. Yeah, yeah, and it's just a whole new wave. Uh, the parody project and Roy Zimmerman and yourself and all these all these singer songwriters. Even Joan Baez had to came back with a song called "Nasty Man," and and you know I mean just uh, you know not to mention Fiona uh, Apple's. Uh, Trump's nuts roasting on an open fire. Uh, no, her, her, her Christmas song. No, I didn't. Hear <laughs> yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So Trump's nuts roasting <laughs> yeah, on an open yeah. fire. So yeah. So basically, a lot's changed since the last time you were here. Yeah, yeah, and not for the good. Although we, you know, we live in little bubbles. Oh, I live in a little bubble. I live in the city of San Francisco. So I mean, everybody there feels a heavy responsibility that we are. You know the 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 rebel base that were the last, uh, and you guys up here. You know, Bend is 
is artists and rednecks. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's, 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 it must be weird here. Uh, it can be. Yeah. The, the, uh, you know, we have here in, here in Oregon, we have local, both locally a state rep candidate who's a Republican and a gu- gubernatorial candidate who are Republicans who are, uh, proclaiming themselves to be moderate Republicans, though they're, they're living in a county where the Republican Party has been taken over totally by extremist, Islamophobic, extreme right-wingers. And so, you know, I mean, either you're a Republican or you're not, I guess. I don't know. So we have, it's, a, it's an odd situation here. Yeah, but we have, a, we have a group of, you know, we have a community of progressives, as you'll see tomorrow night. You know, <laughs> they're, they're being forced forced to sleep with the and, with, with Trump. A, 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 and even last night, I don't know if you uh, if you caught the bulletin this morning, if you read the read the local paper, but you know, um, Stormy Daniels was in town last night. Oh, damn! She was at <laughs> yeah at, at at the at the local at one of the well at the local strip club. Yeah. And uh, I read the story in the bulletin this morning, and it was pretty hilarious, you know, because. Uh, you know, the crowd included people. Some so one guy wearing a "Make America Great" hat, and another guy wearing "Elect a Clown" a T-shirt that says "Elect a Clown, Get a Circus." So you really had, <laughs> and you had all these women that came to it. According to this article, women who wanted to be po- posed with her and were thanking her. You know, and they had a cardboard cutout of Trump that they would take pictures of her with. It's, it's pretty interesting, you know. In a, a strip club, which probably I'm not saying that that everybody that goes to a strip club is necessarily conservative, but I would, I would tend to think that a lot of them might be. It might have been a little interesting for them. I would have loved to have gone. Damn, <laughs> I should have known. Uh, I should have told you. Yeah, you know, you, yeah. you know. But I don't want you know. I don't know. You know. I don't want to. I don't want to. Um, yeah. I don't yeah. want to impact on your morals or anything yeah. like that. You know, make you go to a strip. club. I just always had problem with strip clubs because. Oh yeah. 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 They too. lie with their eyes. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's, yeah. It's you can the, see the truth. Yeah, yeah. So um, anyway, yeah. So um, so one of the things I, I was mentioning off air that I had seen you on on uh, on television on uh, a Wisconsin TV show. But but one of the things that um, that you were that you were asked about when you were on TV was this whole question. Excuse me, listeners, while I reach over here, this whole question of bipartisanship. So uh, I'm holding up here a book, The All-American Sport of Bipartisan Bashing by Will Durst. I'm going to hold it up to the microphone here so people can available see it. Available on Amazon. And uh, Available on Amazon. And uh, Alexa, buy uh, the bipartisan sport of bashing, yes. But, but when, one of the things that you said on, on, uh, on, the, on Wisconsin television is that it's pretty hard to be bipartisan right now. It is. It is. You can't, I mean, you have to choose a side. And and this guy, he insults everybody. I, people, his his supporters are like zombies. They don't care what he does. You know, he could, he he. I don't know what it would take. What would it take for his people to turn against him? Uh, he got a pass uh, for one hundred thirty thousand dollars in hush money to cover an affair with a a, a porn star while well, his well, third wife was pregnant. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> what would yeah. it take? Yeah, well, I mean that's the thing. I mean, he already got elected, and people knew an awful lot then. They know an awful lot now. Um, you know, it's worth it's worth noting that even the day that Richard Nixon resigned, their polls showed that twenty five percent of the country was still with him. So, 
you know, I mean, if 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 Trump is ever forced to resign, or there's you know legal these legal things ca- cause him problems that go beyond public opinion, you know, um, it, it really won't matter, right? I mean, well, it's interesting because in '74, which was also a midterm election, and Republicans were losing special elections, and uh, they were way down, and their own they thought their only a possibility of regaining of of not having you know like they're talking this time about a blue wave they thought that the only way so they turned on him right you know and right. that's not going to happen this time right republicans aren't going to turn on him well because they know not. he's got 35 percent right yeah and and you know and a good portion of that of course are people that have always been um kind of over on that side politically it's just that they're he's given them uh, license, as it will, as it were, to yeah be more public about their yeah their xenophobia opinions about people of color yeah. and stuff. You know, it's like it's wide open now. You know? Yeah, it's not that uh, all Trump supporters are racist, but no. most racists are Trump supporters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well put. Yeah. So uh, when we saw you last summer, uh, uh, Catherine and I had opportunity to see Will at, down in Alameda. Uh, it was the first time I'd ever been to Alameda, and the whole time I lived in the Bay Area, I never. Oh, the the it, tropical island nation of Alameda. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just yeah, I had never had opportunity to until. It's a cute little enclave. Yeah, it really yeah, is. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's landfill basically. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's toxic landfill. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't dig too deep. Yeah, no, no, no. You don't know what's going to bubble <laughs> up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Some kind of gas comes up. <laughs> Bad news. Bad news. But at any rate, when we saw you in Alameda at a nice little club there, you acknowledged that while Donald Trump had been a disaster for the country, that he was, uh, as you said, he was he was gold for uh, folks like you. For political comedy, yeah. He, he has done for political comedy what, what, what legalized marijuana did for Cheetos. I mean, he is <laughs> and, and uh, that Cheetos reference is specific. Yeah. Yeah, and, no. And very no. good because where you're in a state where – Legalized marijuana. Legalized yeah, yeah, yeah. marijuana. You guys know what and I'm talking about. There probably has been a spike in Cheetos sales. Yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure there is. I bought some last night. <laughs> yeah. oh, at the Shopco, yeah. yeah two right. for four dollars, man. Yeah. All right. Shopco is great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe we could take a tour of some of the, you know, there's a, I've never actually, you know, I, I, I for personal reasons, I've, I don't smoke pot right now, but uh, there's a lot of, Pot shops all over town. I've been told. I don't smoke pot. Oh, okay. I I get paranoid. I'm the author of the Paranoid Trilogy. What is it? Who are they? Why me? (laughs) (laughs) I I, I get it all internal. I don't. My wife still smokes, so that's great. I get to go to the store. That's what I miss most about smoking pot is the people you hang out with the rituals um, i miss i miss all that you know the the underhanded pass yeah. the, the towel at the bottom of the door yeah. i miss my, I, yeah yeah my very first time that i ever smoked pot my roommate uh glenn yeah we were we were lived in this apartment he was stuffing a towel down we yeah. Were, yeah we were yeah and and the ritual too of you know passing the joint the socialization and, yeah it, it was, and it was socialization though at a certain point everybody's kind of in a bit of a stupor and not really talk <laughs> the conversation well, we slowed to... down a bit yeah, yeah. the music everybody's boom, boom, focused boom, on quicksilver boom, boom. or something you know <laughs> but yeah no it was uh yeah and i think today i'm i'm positive you know it's just like riding a bike i'm sure i could i could roll a joint 
very well. Oh, yeah. I could roll a joint one-handed while driving. (laughs) (laughs) I was good. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, I hope the other one is tuned in. The other one has the show, The Psychedelic Protest, on Saturdays. And uh, uh, if you get a chance to tune in the radio tomorrow from 12 to 2, he'll be telling – he often tells tales of – Tales of drug, tales of the drug culture. Oh man, you know? we had, but I was smoking, you know, I was I was living in Wisconsin. This was bad, bad weed. I was smoking <laughs> Indiana Gold. I mean, Indiana Gold. We would, we would, we would, because <laughs> we were dealing it, and we would go down to Indiana because uh, our friend had a little pot farm in Indiana, and and he was in Nam, so he asked us to take care of his uh, his field. So we'd go down and strip some plants and dry them. And we would smoke all day long. I mean, these, you know, skinny little New York joints. And we'd smoke all day long. And finally, around 6 p.m., I think I'm high. No, you had been hyperventilating for six (laughs) hours, you know? Yeah. 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 So so that was the kind of pot we had. And then I came out here. Boom! You know, it's two-hit pot. You take a hit, you hit the ground. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and that was back in the day of, uh, I mean, today's, I can't even imagine what it's like today from what people from what i've heard oh but you can now you can target your high you know right because we had no idea what we were right right yeah Yeah, well i remember talking to a young woman several years ago and about and asked her if she smoked pot and she said yeah and then i said and then me and a friend started reminiscing about about buying kilos and uh she said what's a kilo and i said well it's it's uh, 2.2 pounds and she said 2.2 2.2 pounds. <laughs> you know, yeah. she's, she's buying yeah. grams. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, it's like, it's, you know. But yeah, but isn't that interesting? We know how much a kilo weighs. Oh, I know how but, much a gram weighs. Yeah. You know, how many grams in an ounce? 28.3495. <laughs> and don't short me, mofo. <laughs> I got an O house at home. <laughs> So, so I suspect that none of this will be in the show tomorrow night, no, 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 which is good. Is, you know, no, yeah, this we're not giving a, away anything no. about what people we, are. We we once we got a hold of this uh, hash, and the hash had obviously been smuggled across the border in Vicks Vapo Rub or something. It was covered, oh, so you could not get the smell out. Nobody would buy it, no, because it smelled like Vicks Vapo Rub. Yeah, yeah. And so we ended up dropping grams. You know, we would eat a gram of hash or a half a gram or something. And then we played intramural basketball at college, and I remember taking half-court hook shots and, and the whole team stopping and watching the trail of the ball. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, kind of a, a vapo trail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but nobody would buy this stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. All right, yeah. Yeah, well, sorry, sorry we got off that, on a tangent that's there. That's all right. <laughs> this is Sam Kirkland, and you're listening to The Radical Songbook on 88.9 FM High Desert Community Radio, KPOV. All right. Thank you, Sam. So this is the Radical Songbook. I'm your host, Michael Funky, and Will Durst is here in the studio with me. Will is doing is... Um, he was funky before funky was hip. Thank you. Yeah. So, uh, 
Yeah, that 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 was name that, was that, that weird. No, no, no. That name got me into a, a, a that that was that name was a challenge to have in high school. Yeah, as yeah, as yeah. You might imagine before funky was actually. When did funky actually become a, a, a verb? Well, it was you know funky Broadway was before uh, I was in in uh, funky high Broadway. Yeah, Wilson Pickett. Ah. So funky was always around. How old are you, man? Wilson Pickett. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. <laughs> Wilson Pickett was born on my birthday. Yeah. Well, he's he's uh, low early. You share the same birthday as Wilson yeah, Pickett. March eighteenth. Oh, all right. Oh, your birthday's March eighteenth. Yeah. Oh, all right. Mine's March sixth. So. Oh. Uh, you know, you're a so, Pisces. Yeah, yeah. Our Fellow parents Pisces. were messing around in June. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, no, but fun. You know, funky in, in high school. I mean, it was like, well, people would, you know. Without, but it getting, without getting too literal, I mean, people, you know, people would just think it was really funny to exchange a C for the N in my word, right? You know, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, uh, it was in high yeah, school, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, any opportunity to, to really, you know. Yeah, I was dirty durst. Be der- yeah, there you go. Uh-huh. To be derogatory about somebody's name was, yeah. of course, encouraged. You know, uh, <laughs> it was uh, held in the highest esteem. Yeah, yes. yeah. right. Yeah. So, oh, um, how clever he is! Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. After you hear it about ten times, you go, yeah, yeah, really. You know, I can't just, believe what guys thought they could get away with in high school. You think back, and, really, dude? <laughs> yeah. And you had people follow you around and <laughs> yeah. think you were cool, really? <laughs> really, yeah. Yeah, right. I always got Fortunately, in trouble. Fortunately, I didn't have that problem. I, <laughs> I, I had that attitude from day one, yeah. and they got me in it. Really, dude? You know, that's your that's your comeback? It's like, we're big San Francisco Giants fans. And yeah. We, we went down yeah. to L.A. Yeah, you were in the Giganti shirt. And we went down to L.A. because a friend of mine had good seats, so we're sitting in the good seats, and the Giants lost. And Debbie... Of course, you know, I'm discreet. I have a, a gray shirt with a Giants logo on it. That's my colors. But Debbie's orange uh, from head to toe, right? And so the Giants lose, and we're walking out to the parking lot, and this guy jumps in front of her and goes, ha! Ah! <laughs> and she goes, she looks at him and goes, really? That's it? That's all you got? Yeah. <laughs> the guy slunk away. Really? Yeah, yeah, really? yeah. That's all you got? Yeah, well, well, years ago when I was at a Giants game, not in the, not in the seats that we're in now that we uh, but uh in we were out in the bleachers with my friend Rob. Um it was the second to the last game of a season and uh we walked out of the stadium and it was in uh 2013. It was in a non World Series good year. year. Yeah. And there was a kid out in front holding up a sign. And it said, maybe we didn't make the playoffs, but at least we're not the Dodgers. <laughs> and that kid was getting, a lot of people were taking <laughs> taking selfies with that kid. You know, that was like right on, you know. Yeah, at least be, we're not the Dodgers. It's going to be an interesting year. Well, yeah, the Dodgers just got Turner back, so things might shift maybe, for them. Maybe, we'll see. Maybe. And the Giants, 50-50. 50-50. You know, win 81, a, lose 81. It was a tough game last night. Yeah. Yeah, I listened. Did you? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I love the new technology, man. I got, I got uh, this thing, and it's twenty bucks a year, twenty bucks a season. You know, MLB at bat, and I can listen to my hometown announcers do the game anywhere in the world. As long as I, I mean, the new technology is incredible. Used to be only NASA had GPS. Now I have one in my my pocket. I've one in the car. You know, the new technology. It's but it's killing us too. Well, you know, I, I'm, yeah, I'm not on Facebook. I got a flip up phone, 
the the most common text that I send is "Don't text me." It's <laughs> 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 a reply. You know, I did learn how to finally create space between words. So that was, <laughs> but, <laughs> but but capitals and and uh, uh, things like apostrophes and. Stuff like that, forget it. I don't know how to do that. But stuff was supposed to get easier for us as we get older. Well, it would be easier if I had a smartphone. But, but <laughs> you know, I, I was standing next to a friend once several months ago, and I said, I hate texting. And he said, why? And then he looked down at my phone, and he said, oh, no. I said, well, yeah, of course you, of course you do. <laughs> you got a flip phone. Yeah. <laughs> Though I will say this, you know, and I really do need to. I mean, I think I've done some work, not not so much recently, but in, you know, in the past few years, working with um, people with disabilities here in the community. And this new technology has really changed their lives in a very, very positive way. Yeah. I mean, I have some friends, a couple of friends that are blind. That's just incredible. And, in and not just that, but people that are in, in wheelchairs and stuff, you know, that have limited mobility and, and the, the, the new technology has really dramatically changed their lives for the better. And so when my friend Jordan texts me, I never send back a text that says, don't text me. (laughs) (laughs) I I say, call me. (laughs) It's not just being connected. It's feeling connected. You know, it's feeling being part of the bigger. Yeah. But, man, every time I take a flight or stay at a hotel – the next day, the oh, please fill out a survey, you know, oh, help us determine. No, that's your job. I'm not, I'm right. not, I'm not your employee. I'm not going to do a survey. So I always do suck, 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 <laughs> suck. Should have been free, and then and then they don't. They, they don't, yeah, they take me off the well, list. Well, and and now and recently, for me at any rate, recently I've learned that, uh, you know, for years you'd have if you had a cell phone, basically you weren't going to get. You know, robocalls. But now, now, now they've figured it out. You know, I get my, my, you, my Google representative phones me every few days. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> you know? I know. We have determined that you're a Google representative. <laughs> yeah, you know. I, I living in San Francisco, I get I get robo Chinese calls. Now. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, some of uh, them, and from the eight hundred eight from the from the Hawaiian uh, area code, ah, which okay. is weird. Well, Hawaii. That reminds me, you. Um, you uh, vacation in Hawaii when you can. You and you and your wife Deb go to Hawaii on occasion. Yeah, we love it. Big and, Island. And uh, you weren't there recently, so you, you've missed west west side of the Big Island. You, you you've so you've missed out on the volcanic explosion. Yeah, yeah. But the last time you were there, there was um, something that developed. Yeah, there, that we were we were there for the uh, for the uh, incoming missile alert. This is not a test. Yeah. Uh, which was uh, very interesting. Um, that that that'll tighten your dookie. Uh, <laughs> it was only for what twenty eight minutes, but um, you know we were on vacation, so we weren't going to go running for anything. We'd, we 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 sat out on the balcony and finished the bottle of tequila that we had bought for the duration. Well, and, you, you told me an email that you had gone down to the, that you weren't aware of what was going on and you went down to the, uh, the breakfast buffet, buffet and wondered why nobody empty. was there. Yeah, that empty. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, everybody had read their phones in the buffet. Yeah, and left. Yeah. And <laughs> all, even the employees, even the employees. I mean, where did people go? It was funny because people didn't know because we Nobody knew if, because uh, we were in Kona, so nobody knew if Kona would be a direct hit, in which case you'd probably want to be on the mountain 
or or if uh, no, if if you would want to be in a shelter which was underground, or if Oahu would be hit and there would be a tsunami, so then you would want to be on the mountain. So people were running past each other, some going <laughs> yeah, yeah. down and You're some going, going up. Way. Yeah, nobody knew. <laughs> nobody knew. Yeah. No, I, I'm you know I would laugh about it, but it was I'm sure that. I'm sure that it was really kind of very scary. I would think, uh, you know, it's like one of those kind of yeah, things, we ran things in, that hovers out there in our lives, you know, on the, the periphery. Yeah, this whole idea of missiles and and then and then you're forced to confront it. We ran into a couple that had a baby and they didn't know what to do, so uh, they were getting into a cab when the uh, the oh this that was a mistake. Uh, text came out so they oh. were i have no idea where, but can you imagine if it's not you that you're worried about you know an entire family and stuff yeah, that no. great shot in honolulu of the guy ripping up the manhole cover in the street to put his kids down in wow yeah that's yeah. scary scary yeah. yeah it is absolutely yeah yeah, but we even, finished the tequila anyway. even, even scarier than <laughs> even. trump who uh See, I, he's crazy. I have reason to believe that you might be talking about him tomorrow yeah. night. At the, uh, <laughs> that Michael Wolf book, Fire and Fury, he says that in the book, he said 100% of the staff think that their boss is uh, is crazy. 100% that he's a little off. You know, So that can't be good. At least Pence is just evil. Yeah. I mean, at least with Pence. Well, yeah, there's a – yeah. I mean, I, I think if nothing else, Pence uh, – I think recognizes that um, nuclear war is not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Might adversely affect quarterly dividends. Yeah, we probably shouldn't like just play around with that idea, which Trump seems willing to just throw out all kinds of weird well, stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah, just yeah, he's willing to stir the pot. There are some pots that do not need to be stirred. And so, for you, I mean, you've been doing this for decades. Uh, Stand up in political satire. At a certain point, you you shifted into pretty much, pretty much, well, not exclusively, but a lot of political satire. So this, is, but this must be really different for you than. I started out when I started out doing stand up. It was nineteen seventy four, and I started in November, and uh, I wrote a little act, and not much political. I remember one political joke I did because Nixon had just resigned. And then gone into the hospital and was kind of seen as a ploy for sympathy. And my joke was, when the going gets tough, the tough get phlebitis. Because back then, phlebitis was a funny word. Yeah. But, but now, not so much, apparently. Uh, yeah, so there was that. Uh, How'd that I, go over? Uh, it was, it, people, got, yeah, because it was topical, you know. But then, um, Gerald Ford was not good for stand-up comedy. <laughs> Not even when he tripped and fell? Yeah, see, it was just that. You know, Chevy Chase had that down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and then uh, the guy uh, guy after him, who was after four? Jimmy Carter, Carter. was awful for yeah. comedy. You felt bad picking on Jimmy Carter, you know? It was yeah. like it was like slapping a, an ugly kid, you know? <laughs> it was like kicking a puppy. It was. You felt bad. So, uh, uh, yeah, but Reagan... When I moved to San Francisco, Reagan had, uh, was just elected. And Reagan had a sense of humor about himself. And he was so well known in California that I was a, uh, immediately I jumped on uh, the political comedy 
full-time with both feet. And uh, that, and then, and then George Herbert Walker Bush wasn't very good, but uh, Quayle was great, and then uh, Clinton was okay, and but Clinton, you know, especially after '98, uh, everything was about Monica Lewinsky right. and him, yeah. And then every two-bit hack in America took his, you know, normal penis jokes and turned them into presidential penis jokes. And uh, then Bush was great because uh, he, uh, yeah, Bush and Cheney, yeah. My my favorite joke about Cheney, he had uh, he had another heart attack. That's eight heart attacks, and he still lives. He's so evil, hell keeps spitting him back. That's <laughs> yeah. my favorite Cheney joke. Yes, he. Yeah, but but Obama was awful for for comedy. He was awful. There was no scandal ever, ever. I remember Fox News going crazy because he wore a beige suit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but apparently, eight years of peace and prosperity wasn't enough for the American people. No, they <laughs> wanted change. <laughs> and so here we are. Yeah. So here we are. Yeah. And uh, and so we're going to be hearing some new material tomorrow night. Oh my living god. Yeah. And, too and, much. There's too much. It the hard part is not writing it. It's figuring out where it goes, fitting it in. And and what's and, and I suspect fi figuring out what needs to go. Yeah, cuz I had 5 minutes on Anthony Scaramucci and that's not just old news. That's ancient that's medieval news. You I know? actually saw him on TV on MSNBC earlier this oh, week. Yeah? yeah, but but that would be no reason to bring him back. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have no, no. idea why they no. brought him on. I had this. He, he had, didn't change much. He was still. You know, no, no, he's still vitriol. He believes Trump yeah. will be reelected, which actually, I, I don't think that's outside the realm of possibility. I don't either. Um, you know, uh, I don't. I don't even think a third term is outside the realm of possibility. <laughs> Goodbye, Twenty Second Amendment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that part's a little scary. There'll be there'll be a lot more people in the streets uh, if if that happens. How do you put your show together? I mean, you you read a lot of you read a lot of newspapers. You <clears throat> I, you, you, yeah. you have to pay attention. I immerse myself. I I I get jokes through um through osmosis, pretty much. I just listen and read and and try to keep up with everything. I don't get, you know, I have friends who are political comics and and they get angry at the audience if uh, they're not aware of a story on page eighteen below the fold of the New York Times. And I realize people have jobs and, and hobbies and family, and, and it's my responsibility to hip them to the, the, the integral stuff. So I watch the national news and, and, uh, and read all the newspapers and then try to put it in, you know, third generation, uh, blue collar kind of schmuck terms that, like I am. And I, I would want to hear from somebody else. So that's my approach. I, I, I don't get too deep, but I, I try to cover everything. And so in your process here, how do you, um, so you, you, I mean, you read or you hear something and you take notes or how do you, how do you go about, yeah, I go through the paper. What you do. I go through the paper, and I'll see something interesting. Uh, 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 either you know a ludicrous uh, turn of phrase, or or somebody brought up uh, uh, an incredible hypocrisy, and I'll circle it in uh, you know with a pen. I always have a couple of pens, and I'll circle it in a paragraph in the New York Times, and then I put all those 
uh, papers that have circles around paragraphs and stuff uh, to the side. And then at uh, the end of the night or the uh, couple days later, I'll go through all those and write them in my notebook and try to come up with a joke from there. So and and I need that deadline because I'm still in high school. You know, if it's if it's due Monday morning, I don't start it till after the Sullivan Show. That's and right. you and I would get that reference. You know, yes. for the kids, I have to say after sixty minutes. Yeah, but it's late Sunday night is yeah, when right. I start it. Yeah, yeah. Why, yeah. Why you know? Yeah, why screw up well, a weekend? Yeah, you know, and that that's how you know. Saturday fact, morning, you had to get up at six thirty to watch cartoons. And, and taking that for me personally, taking that approach to homework. Um, Served me well as a as a print journalist because it was the same, same thing basically. Yeah, yeah. You know, Dual give me deadline. two weeks to do it. I mean, I I literally could not sit down and write a story if I had too much time. If I didn't have to do it, you know, I mean, if I if it was if I wasn't on a on some sort of deadline that said somebody else was counting on. I have to get this done yeah, by tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> or or, yeah. or later today. And and it's, it's sort of interesting that you know in a, in a way for me my quote unquote creative juices flowed better when I was under when I had when I put myself under that that kind of pressure to get to get things done you know well I had to write a play one time it was for uh Gimbel's back in Milwaukee it was a Christmas play and I and it started the day after Thanksgiving of course you know because it was uh, breakfast with Santa that's pretty late and and <laughs> and I and I had put it off I had gotten this assignment in September and I put it off and put it off and then the week before Thanksgiving I wrote it and, but it wasn't it wasn't I mean I'd been thinking about it and going through different scenarios and stuff I mean it had been marinating in my brain right. and different you know so I knew but boom I had to have it by Friday so Monday and Tuesday I wrote it and so today, with the show that you have now, and with the show, I mean, how often do you, how often every, are you Every show are you has a new line. It? Every show has a new line. Has a new line, I yeah. came up with a line. Um, and Don't tell us. No, no, this will be, you'll hear this tomorrow, but this is a joke, because I have a whole new, um, I have the Trump zombies section that I'm trying to add to and take pieces from from the the show and add it to the Trump zombie section. And then I have the lies section, which has grown and grown and grown. It used to be just one line, and now it's four or five lines. And it closes, and I have punctuation for it now. And the punctuation is, I think the only time he ever told us the truth in public was when he said if we voted for Hillary, we'd end up with a president under criminal investigation. And sure enough, we voted for Hillary, and our president is under criminal investigation. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's a punctuation to that whole bit. It closes off the whole bit. Yeah. So even if I come up with more stuff in the lies section, I'll throw that in before that because it's a nice capper. So yeah. yeah, so there's yeah there's there's engineering involved. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's just such an amazing time, you know, because in in a lot of ways, I believe. Well, I think the 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 best example is is you know what during the campaign when Donald Trump said that his his supporters are so loyal that he could go out in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and they would stick with him. And that's actually um that's actually a mocking uh it, he's mocking his supporters when he says that. Right? I mean he's saying that he can do anything and they'll stick with him, which is really that's not a real positive thing to say about them when you get down to it, right? No. You know? No, they are zombies. 
I actually have tomorrow night. I'll 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 do a thing about how how that would be accomplished. How he would shoot somebody in the middle of Fifth <laughs> Avenue and then get away with it. <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah, didn't yeah. know that. No, so no, 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 no. I won't I, go any further no, no, with that. No, one. no, no. It's fine. <laughs> it's funny because my wife is directing a play, and the play is called uh, "It Can't Happen Year Here." Based on the Sinclair Lewis right. novel from nineteen thirty-five, a book that got renewed interest in the last yeah. year. Yeah, it's know? incredible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you read it, it's it's. I mean, it so mirrors the current. It's nineteen thirty-five. Yeah, and and the guy is this goofy kind of just makes stuff up and and uh, you know intellectualism uh, is the problem and colleges and educated people yeah. and no because you know in your heart I don't care what the facts I mean it's nineteen thirty five it's it's incredible yeah yeah it's you know yeah fa- it was when when you know a major concern was was uh, was fascism in this country which was a very real concern which it still is in my view a we're renewed gonna, concern a renewed concern we're going to take one last break here and we'll be right back hello there fellow travelers this is pittsburgh rabble rouser ann feeney and you're listening to the radical songbook on high desert community radio kpov 88.9 fm and streaming on the web at kpov.org thanks ann so this is the Radical Songbook. I'm your host, Michael Funky. We got another um, eh, 15, 16 minutes to go here. I've got Will Durst here in the studio with me. So, did, I mean, did you ever think that we'd reach a time where Sean Hannity was running the country? <laughs> Isn't that scary? <laughs> yeah. Apparently, they talk every night before they go to bed. He isn't. <laughs> no, that's what I heard. They They're talk. like teenagers. I, I heard they, yeah, they are. There's this bromance going on. Yeah. And they talk every night. Before. With the covers over. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's scary. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's it's uh, it's scary. So does this make your job? The, Consigliere. The, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then you got like Giuliana, Giuliani. I mean, well, I was talking to one of our DJs last night. He's convinced that. This is just Giuliani's revenge for not getting the attorney general job that he's actually <laughs> because he's doing he's saying he's not helping he's not helping at all <laughs> it's like you know it's like the, that what's that old adage you know the, the first thing you're supposed to do if you find yourself in a hole take away the shovel stop digging <laughs> yeah yeah he's just going at it yeah throwing so, him on your legal team is like throwing a hippopotamus on a trapeze <laughs> team <laughs> so. Have you ever been heckled by a Trump supporter? Yes. So how does yes. that go? Oh man, it was a uh, this this was right after the inauguration, and I did a a benefit show for a winery, and it was for some incredibly good cause. And the winery was uh, had a subscription list; they had members, and the members could uh, come to this dinner, and they would get special wine. And, right. And it was uh, way, way, way north uh, in Glen Allen, actually. Oh, okay. Uh, Sonoma uh, County. Yeah, yeah. Where which got decimated by the fires. Yeah. But uh, I, I was doing my show, and I was wearing what I'll wear tomorrow. I was wearing a, a suit, but not a tie. You know, I had a T-shirt on and a blue shirt, and then the suit jacket and a suit pants. And uh, so I'm on stage, and I said, "And uh, shut up." 
Shut up about our president. He's our president. And 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 put on a tie. <laughs> yeah, I swear yeah. to like, God. Cut your hair and get a job. Yeah, kind of thing. yeah. <laughs> and they walked out and and uh, slammed the door, and the whole rest of the crowd stood up and applauded <laughs> the fact that they left. Oh, that they left. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so just bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. But I tell people. I try to tell them up front whenever I do any promo that uh, if you think the current occupant of the Oval Office is a breath of fresh air, this show is not for you. Yeah. yeah. I've I've abandoned any old futile attempts at being bipartisan. I'm I'm going after him the same way he went after us, you know. I'm playing by his rules. No quarter <laughs> given, no quarter asked for. And so did- no apologies, no explanations. Like like remember uh, constant negative press, Kofefi. Remember that? Kofifi. Kofifi, yeah. Right. Uh, that's how I pronounce yeah. it. And different he, people pronounce it different ways. And he refused to acknowledge that it was a mistake. Yeah, he can't even acknowledge a typo. A typo, for Christ's <laughs> yeah, sake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. It's, it's uh, scary. He's Roy, he, you know, he learned at the feet of Roy Cohn. I know. And yeah, and that's, you know, I mean, yeah, and we've learned a bit more about Roy Cohn. Frank Rich just had a pretty long article in. Uh, New York Times. Times Magazine or something. I can't remember what publication. But at any rate, if you all are interested, if it, listeners, if you don't know who Roy Cohn is, C-O-H-N, check out Frank Rich's article and you'll you'll get a sense of what, where – I mean, Roy Cohn was as evil, if not more evil, than Joe McCarthy back during McCarthyism. I mean, who got the – you know. Yeah, after, he was he was, uh, he was was the Gables. Yeah. You know, he was, he was the, the sec- guy – Talking to McCarthy, he might have created McCarthy, you know. Yeah, and he was, uh, and he was the um, basically Trump was a protege. And then he got after after the uh, the famous McCarthy uh, meltdown, uh, he kind of went underground and, and he got disbarred, and and uh, then he made his comeback with Trump. Yeah, Trump was part of his. Yeah, yeah. Back in New York, I was living in New York at that time in the late seventies and early eighties when Cohen, Cohen was resurfacing, and all of a sudden, Roy Cohn was at Studio Fifty Four, you know, and and with Donald Trump, and and yeah, that was that whole revision. And then, of course, you know, I mean, I the, my my recollection of the story is that. Roy Cohn was just for readers, listeners who don't know, was actually a uh, a closeted anti-gay gay man, and but you know very virulently, virulently, and, and, and if, you, if you watch Tony Kushner's, if you've ever seen Tony Kushner's Angels in America or Angels in America, that that's that's discussed in there. That's part of the part of the show, part of the play, and it's my understanding that that Trump essentially when Roy Cohn was in was hospitalized with AIDS. That that Roy that Trump basically essentially disavowed him. Didn't go visit him or anything like that. That Trump was just basically wrote him off at that time. Sounds very Trumpian. Shortly before, which is very Trumpian, right? I mean, that is what Trump does. I mean, he has no loyalty to anybody. No, but he demands total loyalty. And why people give it to him? You know who who would want to work for him? That's what I don't understand. uh, Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, I I took Sean Spicer, young Sean Spicer, so long to to resign it to leave. You know, and I just thought, what is he thinking of? He's got a whole life ahead of him. Does this? Does he really want to have this? As the most prominent thing on his resume for the future, I mean, 
you know. And Sarah uh, Huckabee Sanders doesn't care because her uh, dad was Mike Huckabee. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, in my view, in terms of all of those people and those that have left, you know, I mean, who's going to be somebody's got somebody's got to spill the beans. You know, we need a we need a, a, a John Dean. You know, we, we need a John Dean on the outside uh, to say there's a cancer in the presidency, which is basically what, you know, in testimony. We need, a, we need an Al Haig on the inside who basically, when Nixon was president, who basically went to the Joint Chiefs of Staff and said, if he ever says anything to you about what you want, that he, what he wants you to do, come to me first. You know, in terms of like controlling the military action. I mean, heck, during Nixon, you know, as a friend of mine once said, you know, whoever, th- who would ever thought that Henry Kissinger would be the voice of reason? <laughs> no, you know. What's well, no. like Rex Tillerson? Yeah, yeah Rex yeah, Tillerson yeah. is the voice of reason yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The CEO of Mobile Exxon. Yeah, yeah, the man yeah, has a, integrity. An oil criminal. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, really. But yeah, he's like a good guy. Yeah. You know. You know. Yeah. But you know, but it, that's the thing. I mean, is that there are no uh, there are no people with break with the breaks. They don't have. There's nobody with any with any control. And when you've got Trump talking to Sean Hannity every night before he beds down, well, they got rid of all the adults in the room. Yeah, you know. Yeah, Kelly's hanging on by by the tips he's, of his fingernails. Mattis Tillerson was was uh, you know he was he was a voice of reason. Mattis is uh, General James Mattis. He's the Secretary of Defense, and his nickname is Mad Dog. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. Yeah. <laughs> and he's one of the more reasonable people. <laughs> he's the last yeah. adult in the room. Yeah, he's yeah. the only guy keeping us from fighting with dogs for food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So do you have the uh, Canadian immigration site bookmarked? Wait, yes, I have it bookmarked on my computer, especially if November, if the Democrats, because uh, if the election is fair— I mean, there's going to be a blue wave. You know, the Democrats will win the House, not the Senate, but the House. The Democrats don't win the House. Hello, New Zealand. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and if the Democrats don't win the House, I kind of really pretty much feel like, well, shame on them. You know, I mean, I really do think that the Democrats could be doing a much better job of providing more – a stronger alternative a rather, th- rather than just sort of waiting for Trump yeah. to implode. Yeah, because that, you know, that, that's all they are right now is anti-Trump. Th- yeah, and, and I mean, and that's all fine and well to be anti-Trump, but we really do need people who are addressing alternatives and who are talking about what populism really is and what it isn't because what Trump is, you know, what's being branded by the media as populism really isn't populism. Populism says, you know, that we're all in this together. And you know, uh, society is based on how it treats its least fortunate, yeah, not its exactly. most fortunate. You know, and, yeah. and that's not. And Trump is not exhibiting that no. at all by any stretch of the imagination. Thanks for listening to this KPOV podcast. KPOV is community radio for the high desert of Central Oregon. For more information and a program schedule, go to kpov.org. We value your feedback. Drop us a note at podcast at kpov dot org.